This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president. And what an honor and a joy to be on this program today to share with you uh, what's going on in our community. Of course, this program is called the Good News Program. And with all the doom and the gloom and the, the sad and the bad news we hear during the week, uh, I want you to know, and you may know already, that there's still great things happening. You know, we we look at the news, the shootings, uh, just different things that happen with the uh, economy, uh, with COVID still, and we wonder, you know, are things are really going to get better? Uh, we, we're praying so, we're seeing evidence of that, but there's still a lot of doom and gloom. And it seems like the news newscasters uh, love that. I guess that brings the audience to the uh, station to listen to what's going on. And sometimes people like myself can get addicted to making sure what's going on in the news every single day. And, you know, uh, suggestion is that we just divorce ourselves from that for a few days and get our head back straight and start thinking a little bit more positively. And that's what this program is about. Uh, not only are we going to tell you what's going on in our centers in Miami and Broward, but we're going to have guests on every single week that are doing great things in the community that are helping people. And in my eyes, they're unsung heroes many times. There's many organizations that are helping people. Uh, other, other organizations are helping the homeless throughout Dade County and Broward County. And we're part of that great equation, that great solution. Uh, but we've been doing it a little longer than most since we've been here 99 years. And by the way, next year is our 100th year celebration, our centennial. We're planning a great campaign for that year. We want to raise a ton of money so we can build some more centers and, and refurbish what we have already. And it's just amazing. I've been here over 30 years. My predecessors, the Jacobs, that was Dr. Frank Jacobs and Maxine Jacobs. And if they're listening this morning, I just want to give a shout out to you. Uh, they were here for over 35 years and really renovated and uh, resurged the mission. The mission was about ready to close in the 70s, and they came along. Uh, very successful in what they were doing and said, no, God's called me to this and rebuilt the mission basically from the ground up. And I've been such such an honor to have them in my life all these years and then to be able to build on what they've done and to expand and, and see a, a school come out of what we've done and a clinic, a health clinic come out and we continue to see great things. And the main thing uh, is that everything that we're doing, uh, we are a Christian organization. We don't... Um, uh, fool anybody. We don't hide from that. Uh, we, you don't have to be of any denomination or belief to get help from us or to come alongside us and help. But that's our roots. And we're not going to try to put that aside like it didn't, doesn't exist. We are going to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. We do want people to know that God has a plan for them, has a purpose for them. And we'd love to see people come to know the Lord and uh, to live a life, a uh, fuller life, a better life, and then know that not only are they going to not be homeless here on earth, 
but they have a home in heaven. And that's our vision, that no one is homeless. And so all that we do, eat all the things, are, is that person that comes through the door that's broken, that's, that's hurting, that's confused, that doesn't have a purpose anymore, that maybe have tried to commit suicide, uh, they just have all sorts of issues. Maybe it's addiction, or maybe it's a woman that's fleeing domestic violence, or a woman that's just uh, been involved in sex trafficking. Uh, just so many different stories. We are here to help those people wherever they are, wherever they are in life. We're not going to judge people. Or we're not going to say what you did is, is uh, you're a terrible person. Maybe the things you've done have been terrible. Maybe those are, you know, despicable. But you yourself have value. You're created in the image of God. And so when we have our outreaches, when we have our open doors uh, for the homeless that we've had in years past, and we're starting to do that again, we want them to know that people in the community really care about them and want them to be successful. And we can't do it without our support of our wonderful donors and volunteers. Now, as we go through this um, vaccination and uh, kind of easing restrictions of wearing masks, we're still doing everything we can to keep people safe in our centers. Uh, when people are, we, we're wearing masks, uh, where our food people are wearing masks and gloves and so on. But eventually that probably will ease up a little bit and we'll be more open to take in more people into our centers. We have some empty beds. We've had them for a while. We're slowly filling them up. And the reason they've been empty is because of social distancing. So we haven't had the luxury of serving eight, 900 people. It's down to about 500 people a day, but we're building back up. And we hope that by the fall, we'll have many more people come in. And it's not about keeping the beds full. It's about the people that are in those beds. Uh, we want to make sure that we're available to help people and to bless people. And uh, we just had a wonderful um, a celebration on Wednesday. It was the bombastic birthday blast. We do this every single year. Uh, we know that birthdays happen every day, but we picked out one day that we can have the entire, uh, all of our men, women, and children in our centers in Broward and Miami have a birthday party. And I'm telling you, it was fantastic. There was gifts, clothing, cake, music. And uh, in our Miami campus, some of the people on the street were able to come in and have a uh, slice of cake and have a happy birthday celebration. And some said, you know, today is my birthday. And others said, well, this month is my birthday. And we know that birthdays are all during the year, but this was a special time. And we do have smaller birthday celebrations in the centers for people. But this is just a way to let people know that you're special. God loves you. A community's thinking about you. And uh, it was a great time. So I want to say thank you for everyone that helped us and supported that. We had a special uh, donation page just for that. And now we're gearing up for Father's Day. Uh, you know, we had Mother's Day. We did. We treated our moms with just uh, blessing after blessing, with makeup and clothing and gifts, and just a great uh, atmosphere of, of celebration and appreciation for them as moms. Because really, you know, single men come in the program. Yeah, they got a lot of baggage. They probably have broken relationship with their children. Uh, but when you have women and, and they have kids with them, they have additional responsibility. But for Father's Day, we're having a special night of celebration on that Friday right before Father's Day. You can help us by going to caringplace.org slash dads. That's caringplace.org slash dads. And we want to give them a night, a uh, movie night, a celebration night, appreciation night. And unfortunately for some dads, you know, they have really broken their relationship with their with their children. And sometimes that's almost irreparable. But I've seen, on the other hand, um, 
cases that some people would say hopeless. The kids have gotten back together with their dad. They've had family reunions. Uh, it's been a, a tearjerker to watch this happen time and time again. And that's what we want to see. We want to see dads become responsible again. Uh, they might have been on the streets and were very irresponsible. Many of the dads are going to be paying child support for a long time because they hadn't paid it in years. But they want to do it uh, cheerfully. They know that they have a responsibility. And so we want to help our dads tell them that, listen, uh, maybe you've made a mess of your life, but there's better days to come. We're praying for you. We want to see you back with your children. Your children need to know your dad. And then our, our younger dads have dads themselves. And we want to make sure that they honor their fathers. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes we have bad dads. You know, we have dads we don't want to be around. And uh, that's a different case. But in, in whatever, we still want to honor our fathers and let them know that uh, there's hope in the future and there's better days to come. And, and again, you can help us with that by going to caringplace.org slash dads. Then later in the month, on June 26th, it's going to be at our church property located at 700 Northwest 175th Street. It's up in Miami Gardens. Uh, it's a big church property with a lot of uh, land land area. We're going to have a special uh, foodie event. Now, what's a foodie event? Well, we have a focus group, a special group of women called Girlfriends for Girlfriends. These are women that want to help our women and children that come out of our centers with affordable housing and they've raised a ton of money over the years we've bought several properties and our graduates have a safe and affordable place to stay and we also help our our women graduate with items when they move out you know all all that they would need for a home you know appliances uh, furnishings everything they would need to set up shop and that's what the girlfriends for girlfriends about uh, you can help us this is an event where you are going to buy a ticket uh, maybe several tickets and you'll go through a, a line at the church where you'll be getting food from six different food trucks so it's all going to be done for precautions uh, caringplace.org slash g4g foodie or just go to our main site to, to help us by buying a ticket well god bless you we got a great program today so stay tuned right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited we have today on the phone with us uh, Melissa Latartu. She's the owner and founder of the Black-Owned South Florida. Melissa, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Leanne. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I know we haven't really uh, met in person, but I'm excited because I know everything you're doing and all the great things you're going to be doing soon. So I cannot wait to hear more. Uh, but before we go into what I really want to know all the details about, can you tell me a little bit about your organization? Who is and what do you do with Black-Owned South Florida? Yes, definitely. So Black-Owned South Florida was started in 2019. Um, it was just an idea that came to my head on a random Saturday morning. Um, and I just said, let me do a quick Google search on how to find a Black-Owned business. And when I realized a lot of businesses that came up were not Black-Owned, because I had patronized a lot of those businesses, I said, something needs to be done. And so the idea of Black-Owned South Florida came to my mind just to create a platform where people can find Black-Owned businesses easily and support them. Um, and so I first went to social media because social media is a huge platform, and I created the Instagram page. And I was just writing businesses that I can find, asking people to tag their business friends, 
And I was just asking them, hey, can I please repost your business so that people can find you? Um, when the pandemic hit, a lot of businesses unfortunately had to close, and I felt like this was an opportunity for me to step up even more. And so the page has continued growing. Um, I've also created an online directory website, which is blackownedsfl.com, and I have businesses listed there as well, and that continues to grow every day. And now in 2021, um, the page is still growing. I created a Facebook group that continues to grow, and it's just it's amazing to see because it, it's something I was hoping would get a hundred followers, and now we're over six thousand followers. What? Okay, no, no. And Instagram. Wait a minute. <laughs> 6,000 followers. Let me tell you yeah. something. When I hear that kind of number, I think of you as an influencer there, okay? Right. Um, <laughs> wow, that is amazing. 6,000 followers. So this is the time, and I know we want to go into the event because I'm so excited for the event that you you will be doing with us yeah. soon. Um, but before I, I go into that, 6,000 followers, that means, you know, for our listeners, if you think that Melissa can help you, if you want to work with Melissa, Please, please follow her. Find her on Instagram. Um, go to her website and, and see how you guys can collaborate because 6,000 people that you're reaching out to, that is a huge deal, right? And it is yes, important. Sure. It is important. Nowadays, it's all about social media. But tell me about the event because, oh, my God, I will die if we don't talk about that. Tell me about the event. I am so excited. This is my first big event that I'm, I'm hosting with the Miami Rescue Mission, of course. And I am so excited. So we're going to have about 30 vendors, um, business vendors. And uh, it's pretty much considered like a pop-up shop where they come and set up and they sell their products. Um, and they talk about their businesses. We'll have realtors. We'll have those who sell natural soap. We have food vendors. Um, we're hoping to have some attractions for the children. Um, you know, and we'll have the Miami Rescue Mission there. We're hoping to have some doctors, mental health doctors. So we just want to bring black businesses together and have them promote themselves so that people can find them and purchase from them and support them because the, the pandemic has affected many businesses, um, big and small, but the black community, unfortunately, was hit the hardest um, after the pandemic. And so we're just trying to give them some hope and motivate them to keep going. And so everyone is excited for this. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, it's being promoted a lot on social media, and we still have space for more vendors if anyone still wants to join. Um, and we also are looking for food vendors. And um, I hope everyone can come out, enjoy themselves for some fun times and great food. And um, I can't wait to see everybody there. I'm so excited. Listen, I know I'm not going to be there because that is a that is a date that I'm usually not uh, on duty. Uh, but I know our team is going to be there because you have generously agreed to, you know, donate some of the proceeds from the yes. event. And it would be done at one of our properties. So anyone who is familiar with the Miami Rescue Mission's church property, which is a beautiful space in Miami Gardens. Uh, this is very close to the Turnpike, right? Um, yeah. The exact address is 700 Northwest 175th Street. So anyone, right, Melissa, they don't have to RSVP. They can just show up that day. Am I right? They can show up. There is an Eventbrite um, uh, link. However, they don't have to do it. It's just to keep numbers for the vendors um, so that they can know what to expect. But they don't have to just show up and just come have a good time. 
network, some get food, whatever you'd like. Now, if they want to become a vendor, because that's a very good point, yeah. right? Because you still need vendors and you're still looking for food people. So if they are interested yeah. in not just going for the experience and the shopping and supporting, right, in a way, also you're supporting the Miami Rescue Mission in a way as well. So if you are, if you are, if you want to be a vendor, how can they get in touch with you, Melissa? They can definitely email me. My email is contact at blackownedsfl.com. Or they can send me a message on Instagram, and that's at Black Owned South SL, and they can just send me a message, and I'll go ahead and send them the application. And again, this is a day that, like, say that I would, I mean, I, I hate that I'm missing it, by the way, but like, say that I was going to go, I can expect to have, to be able to purchase food, I can shop around in the different vendors. Now, do you have any vendors already secure that you can share with us that you'll be like, oh, you don't want to miss that? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, so some of the, a lot of these vendors I have met in person. Um, thankfully, I have been able to. Um, we have Chef Jervis. He's a chef from Jamaica. Um, he'll be there selling his food um, and his sauces. He sells amazing sauces. We'll have um, another vendor who actually is a mental health um, doctor. She'll be there. Um, we'll have a dentist there. And he's amazing. He's based out of Sunrise, but, uh, you know, He's great at what he does. Um, we'll also have some natural soap vendors. They sell organic items. It's just so many, you know, and I'm so happy because I'm actually making sure we offer great options to everyone. So I look through the vendor application, and these are great businesses. These are amazing businesses. We'll have jewelry there, so many different things. I mean, I, I love it because it's not just one specific item it's not just you know um i mean again my only regret is not being able to be there but i, I think it's going to be a beautiful event so uh if if i if anyone wants to go how early can they get there um it'll begin at 11 a.m um we're wanting to go through to six but it'll be an all-day thing so people will be coming and going um, they'll be there, so you can show up starting at 11 a.m. all the way till 6. Of course, and of course, I'm sure you're going to have some type of music going on. <laughs> yes, definitely, of course. We'll have a little music playing, and uh, we're hoping to have little attractions for children as well. So, you know, to bring the family out. This isn't just for adults. You don't have to be a business owner. This is for the community. We want to bring everyone together because I know with COVID, we've been inside for so long. So this will be something fun and something different for the family. I'm glad that you mentioned the pandemic. Uh, I want to remind everyone that this is an outside event. This is not inside. This yes. is not indoors. This is outdoors. Yes. So we are in the fresh air. <laughs> um, exactly. You know, we're keeping social distance. Uh, Melissa, I'm sure you're going to have masks and sanitizer and all the proper things that we need, right, to keep each other safe. Yes, definitely. We want to stay safe. We want to have a good time, get out the house, but we have to make sure everyone is safe. Absolutely. So once again, our listeners, this is not only to support Black-owned South Florida, Melissa, who's doing an amazing job, but also if you go to this event, you will benefiting, you will be benefiting the Miami Rescue Mission as well. So, Melissa, how can they find you? Like, tell them once again your Instagram and your website. So, the website is uh, blackownedsfl.com, and our Instagram page is blackownedsouthsl, 
and you can find us. And uh, if you need to ask me any questions, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram. June 12th, 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. This is Miami Gardens. You do not want to miss this event. Thank you for joining us today, Melissa. Thank you so much, Leanne. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today, Kim DeFrancesco, and she is an artist. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you, Leanne. Thank you for including me. Oh, you know, I am so excited. Um, sometime right before the pandemic, right? Uh, I believe you, you did the mural in 2019, right? This is when the work was done. Yes, exactly. Yep. And you, you actually came back from New York. I remember having a conversation with you and, um, mm-hmm. you, you reach out to us and you say, you know what? I'm an artist. And if you have a need for a mural, uh, for children in your center or for anything, I remember the conversation and I said, Oh my God, we have the perfect space. And you mm-hmm. did the most beautiful mural for the children to enjoy, for the moms, any visitors that go through that center, they have to look at that mural that you did. And, and I want to take this opportunity to, to thank you because, you know, the work that I know that you put into it, the volunteers that you recruited, the people that help you, the people that help you put this together. Thank you so much for doing that, Kim. Oh, it was absolutely my pleasure. I have to say, um, it, it was a real joy to do, um, to do something for the children, to be able to give back a little bit was, was tremendous for me, especially that I had just relocated. Yes. So to, you know, to be, be able to become a part of a community that way, um, was very important for me, you know, to you, feel grounded. I, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember the conversation you had just moved to Florida and, and mm-hmm. the first thing that you go into is, let me see how I can give back to the, my new community. So that is something that I admire. You inspire me really with, with your actions. Tell me a little bit about the mural. What was the inspiration behind it? Cause it's just so beautiful. I wish my listeners could see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they can later on. They can, yes. they can look it up, but, um, uh, the, the mural itself, um, it's, it's called day and night. And so part of the mural, about 20 feet of it or so is the day. And then the rest of the mural, which is about 30 to 40 feet is night. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, opposite night and day. And, um, I wanted it to, to represent as many, uh, ethnicities or children as possible. So we have children of every, uh, color, um, in the mural and they're doing all kinds of things. They're playing, they're, they're, you know, they're, um, they're fantasizing, they're reading, they're, you know, they're with their pets. They're, there's tons of critters in the mural. Um, and the whole idea was for them to be able to maybe see themselves, maybe find a little, uh, something that sparks them and that they can identify with, um, in the mural. I also chose colors that weren't too juvenile, but but playful and colorful so that the older children could also relate without being so primary in color tones. Kim, I know you're not always at the center, obviously, right? You came recently mm-hmm. to visit and, and we're always so happy to see you. But but you know what? The feedback that I get from the moms and the children in that part of the, our building in, in Hollywood in Broward County, it's, it's tremendous because this is something that they're all enjoying. I want you to know that. 
And, and I want to thank you and thank you again, because I know how costly could be to do something like that. Right. I mean, it's massive. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's big. And, and, and it's really, it's, it's, it's very beautiful. You, you're right. The colors, the techniques that you use to now for me, the cherry on the cake is that not only did you do this beautiful mural, but now you came back the other day and you brought me this coloring pages. Right. And this is like, mm-hmm. tell yes. me about those coloring pages. Well, the idea, uh, the, the idea was that the mural, uh, I wanted it to be interactive. So not only did I want them to be able to maybe see themselves, I wanted them to be able to, the children, this is, um, or, the, or the parents, um, anybody who wanted to create their own version of the mural. So I created line drawings of certain portions of the mural and then made coloring pages. So, um, and this is for the children to color and actually have their own color interpretation yes. of the mural. So exactly. I, I'm beyond thankful. Mm-hmm. Now, how can our listeners find you if they want to see your work? Um, well, they can find me, um, either through Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I'm Kim, uh, art by Kim DeFrancesco. And, um, on Instagram, it's just Kim.DeFrancesco. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everything that you do to help others in our community. It's a pleasure to always speak with you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you again, Leanne. It was wonderful. Well, I have Randy here with me today. He's going to tell his testimony, his story about um, how his life has been changed. Randy, welcome to the program. And let's start everybody out that you didn't, you're not from Florida, but you're from Washington, D.C. So I say welcome and go ahead and tell uh, maybe the beginning days of your life. Thank you so much. Well, um, I'm from Washington, D.C. and I come from a large family, uh, two loving parents. Uh, my mother was in banking. She was a functioning alcoholic. My father was a U.S. deputy marshal, five sisters and three brothers. Uh, growing up, um, life was great. At least I thought it was. Um, but there was always uh, a lot of chaos going on in my family, coming from a large family. And, you know, just growing up, things were just missing. And, you know, I just felt a void in my life. And eventually I turned to marijuana and I started smoking that for the uh, beginning teens of my life all the way through the rest of high school, uh, junior high school and high school. Uh, initially, um, as time went on, um, you know, uh, I was into church. I was involved in a lot of things with church, uh, going on teen retreats and just uh, very uh, involved with the church activities. But like I say, things, something was just missing. I was just always trying to uh, search for some void in my life. And the only thing I knew to do was turn to drugs. You know, I had already had sisters and brothers who were eight, nine, and 10 years older than me who were already in the drug scene. And um, that spun me into that scene. And life just started going crazy after that because even though I was very talented and I had experience in administrative work and clerical work and could land a job here and um, and land a job there. I couldn't stay afloat. It was always excelling just to fall back down on my feet again and rise up and fall back down again. So I just got tired of that cycle. And what happened was I had met two people in a recovery program back in D.C. and they had moved to Florida and couple of months later, they invited me to come down and said, you need to come down here and start a fresh start. 
So I did that. I came down here thinking that everything was okay, that they were still on the um, straight and they, they weren't using. Come to find out they still were. And of course, my addiction started up again because I wasn't strong enough to hang around them and to say no to drugs. So the cycle repeated itself again. You know, I came here, I was doing well, I had a nice job, I was uh, had an apartment. But here came that cycle again, and of course, I brought my baggage from the past with me when I came to Florida because I was still trying to fill that void. And I couldn't figure out what that void was. Um, even though I knew about Christ, I gave myself to Christ, I just was missing something. And it wasn't until a friend of mine had told me, you know, there are places here in Florida that can help you. And they said, call 211 and they can give you all the information. So that's what I did. I called 211 and the agent on the other line asked me, you know, some information about myself and asked me, was I homeless? And at that point, I wasn't homeless yet, but I knew I would be homeless because I had already lost my job and I knew the next step was going to be my landlord kicking me out. But before all that, you know, I just was broken because I had already gone down this road before and I didn't want to repeat this cycle anymore because anyone who's on drugs and alcohol knows that feeling. You know, you just feel so uh, defeated. You don't want to go forward with your life anymore because you're like, what's the use? So I called and they referred me to Broward Outreach Center. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Right. Well, we're just going to, you know, we got a little signal here and that's why you stopped talking. But uh, we're going to come back in uh, just a, a few seconds and uh, you're going to pick up your story, Randy, uh, that you did come in to Broward Outreach Center in Hollywood. And we're going to find out what happened to you then and, and what you're doing right now. So uh, I know everybody was listening to his story. Please don't turn that dial. Hear the rest of Randy's story. Well, we're back with Randy, and uh, he was telling about his story. It started in Washington, D.C., and uh, then later he came to Florida trying to start a new life, but that didn't really happen, even though he is able to get jobs pretty easily, pretty quickly, but not able to really hold on to one uh, because of that missing void, that um, thing that you're looking to fulfill your life with. So we're at the, at the part of the story where you called 211 uh, in Broward County, and uh, they have referred you to Broward Outreach Center in Hollywood. So let's pick up the story right there, Randy. All right. So um, as I was saying, I was referred to Broward Outreach Center. I went to Broward Outreach Center. And, of course, the adversary is very tricky. And he'll, he'll try to make you feel like you are doing something that you don't want to do. But, you know, um God ordains everything, I believe. And when I got to Broward Outreach Center, even though I was fed up with myself and I was kicking myself twice, I knew that this was the place for me because I needed help. And I admitted that I needed help. So Broward Outreach Center helped me to get the tools that I needed to get my life on track. They had the resources there. Um, it's a Christian-based program. So God was there, and it's up to you to connect with him. What I didn't do is I didn't connect with God there. Um, I graduated and I um, was referred to Miami Rescue Mission. Um, I was told that I had the potential to do greater things and that I needed to fulfill that void still. 
and Miami Rescue Mission would probably be the place to get that void filled. So I came to Miami Rescue Mission. Well, let's do, I just want to interject there that um, at the Miami campus, there's a little stronger emphasis on the discipleship program, and it's longer term, where Broward is a little shorter term, we'll try to get people in and out a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were referred because I think the counselors saw that there was potential there yes. and that you could, as you went through the discipleship alpha program, which is a 16-week intense um, study not only of the Bible, but also of what addiction is and uh, what tools do you need to really be able to say, hey, listen, this is, this is not for me, and I have the tools to be able to go on with my life. So that's where you're kind of at right now? Yes, it is. Okay, so let's talk about uh, what you're experiencing right now then. Okay, what am I experiencing now? Of course, um, it's a very intensified program as far as getting closer to God. There's Bible studies that help you to reconnect yourself closer to God, to get more familiar with God, to find a purpose in your life. Um, So right now I'm connecting with God, even though I already knew of God and Jesus Christ throughout my life, I'm building a relationship now. Um, And that's what my void is because I have been searching and searching for that unconditional love in the wrong places and the unconditional love is in the word and is with Jesus. So now that I'm building that relationship with God, I now know that I do have a purpose in life and that all things can be done through Christ Jesus. And what I've been um, believing all my life is the devil's lie that I can't do this, that I am nothing and that I can't conquer this. And I can conquer this as long as I keep my faith and that I believe in Christ and that I build that relationship. And what Miami Rescue Mission is helping me do and helping me realize is that I am somebody and that Christ is here for me, but I have to allow him to work in my life. So that's what my void has um, been missing. That's what my life has been missing. And now I'm realizing that. And the program, I would recommend it to anyone, you know. Um, If you are struggling with anything out there and you need the help, it's at your fingertips. And Miami Rescue Mission can help you and it can draw you closer to what you really need, and that is Christ. Well, Randy, thank you so much for sharing from your heart. Sometimes um, I can't really add to anything that you say because you've said it all. And I do get a little emotional even just listening to uh, the testimonies as we talk about it on the radio. You'd think that I hear so much of it every day that uh, I wouldn't get so emotional. But I know it's real people going through real circumstances. And uh, when you see the real change, you can't help but say glory to God. Uh, for what he's done uh, for so many men, so many women as they go through the different programs in Hollywood and here in Miami. Thank you for sharing your story today. Well, we're glad to hear from Randy and his testimony of his life. You know, that's what it's all about uh, here in our centers in Miami and Broward is uh, that I consider it the highlight of the program that you have a chance to really hear from someone that's being helped uh, and their life being changed. You know, you yourself, if you go, you go, let's say you're going to go on a diet or you want to go back to school or you want to do a project at the house, uh, people can come alongside of you. They can help you. They can encourage you, but you have to do the work yourself. And that's what happens with all of our men and women that come through our programs. Uh, we're here with open arms. We, we accept them just as they are. Uh, if the case is too severe for us, uh, obviously we're going to refer someone to, to better treatment. But uh, we're here to help them and get their lives restored. 
And that's a, that's a big job. So we have counseling classes. We have, um, educational classes, skills classes, uh, resume building, budgeting classes, how to get a job, how to keep a job, uh, how to be responsible. And we give them tasks. Uh, we call them, we call them service assignments where they are part of the ministry, where they'll be in the kitchen. They may be at our thrift store. They may be at our industrial section with our thrift, uh, with our barn and so on. And they will be learning uh, responsibilities of keeping a job, being on the job, being, you know, listening to directions and completing tasks. And we can do all those great things and we can help them when they're crying and we can even help them with some family matters. But it's up to the individual, just like you or I, if we have something we want to accomplish, it's up to them to, to be able to uh, succeed. And of course, we, we know that the Lord wants us to succeed and has a plan for everybody. And for our graduates, once a year, we have a graduation ceremony. We're not, we don't know exactly when it's going to be. In years past, we've had a giant celebration where friends and family gathered together. It'd be maybe four or 500 people. And our graduates would walk the stage in a cap and gown and their families would see them and be blessed because many times a lot of the graduates that we have, the men and women, have not really completed anything in such a long time. So we go overboard to, to help cement their, their, their success. Well, we help, weren't able to do that last year. So we ended up having a virtual graduation, uh, in the latter part of the year where everything was done online and very few people except the graduates were involved. But this year, maybe the way things are headed, maybe we'll wait to the fall and have a graduation from all the graduates from the, the previous uh, year. You know, it's a, gr a great celebration and that way we could open up our doors and actually have our supporters and the family and the friends come and see their accomplishments and, and really take part in that. It's one thing to do it on a Zoom call, uh, but to be there and have the emotional intensity and to see the smiles and listen to the laughter and the tears also, the crying because they're, they're so, they're so uh, happy and what they're able to do. We can't do everything that we do. We can't help people like Randy without your support. So I'm asking people, especially in the summer, it's called the Summer Challenge. We have matching funds available. And what is matching funds? That means during uh, June, we have a special funding source, uh, a group of people that have put money together. And for every dollar that you give, they'll match at $1, uh, up to $50,000 for the summer. So uh, we're looking for people to come to our website or to send in something in the mail when they get something from us so we can match that. And the, and the easiest way for you to do that is to go to caringplace.org slash summer. That's caringplace.org slash summer. And it's a special page. And again, all those donations that are collected will be matched uh, with this other matching group and help us. You know, the summer is probably the most challenging months. I know we've gone through the COVID uh, pandemic and we've had the winter months, uh, cooler months, but summer is when it's very, very rainy. Uh, people that are homeless right now, they have to get out of the rain. So when they come to us many times, whatever they have is soaking wet. And we're trying to get back to somewhat normalcy where we can have, we have a special area for newbie, new people that come in. So they're not with the general uh, population of people until we find out how their COVID test is done. And then we can move them into the general population. So we really would appreciate your help and help changing lives like Randy. Well, God bless you. Remember, caringplace.org slash summer and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org 
www.ghostdoctor.org.